Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Oh, we are. Hello and welcome to um, Super Rugby Aotearoa uh, Round 2 um, review here on New Zealand Sports Radio. Yes, we have had another cracking round of rugby with fans and lots and lots and lots of fans. Not quite so many in Wellington, but I guess the weather turned people off. Um, so there were, But still, it's one of the bigger crowds that Wellington's seen, or that, sorry, the Hurricanes have seen in a long long time just not a all blacks size crowd but um Ashwin, the uh, the crowds have stood up even in some pretty dodgy weather yeah absolutely well you you'd, you'd look at the chiefs one uh down in hamilton and uh that was sold out wasn't it or i i looked very sold out um so the crowd there was the biggest that they've had for a long time. And as you said, I mean, I know you fo- you felt like you made a faux pas by saying Wellington, but no, you're probably right in that sense too, because it's the biggest crowd that the Canes or Wellington uh, <laughs> outside of All Blacks ha- have seen for some time too. So the crowds are definitely up. Um, I, I think, you know, people are going to, but the, the media has to sort of just take the foot off the um, rah-rah side of it a little bit because, you know, Wellington was supposed to be sold out. And it, when you watch it on TV, it was anything but sold out. No, it wasn't. And let's be honest, the, I mean, there were gaps in the Eden Park crowd, even though it yep. was it was sold yep. out. There's, yep. there's, definitely, there's definitely some tickets that perhaps amongst the sort of sponsors. Now, or... what's, now what's, what's that, that? And I'm pretty sure this is it. And this will be the same for the Chiefs crowd last night as well, is that you saw um, bunches of seats. And there were bunches of seats that were empty. And what I suspect is because what they're going for at mar- to market is with GA. Now, if you think about it, you can't sell a whole stadium with GA seats mm. because it would be chaos when the people came in. Because every you, you know you get a group of five coming in, a group of ten coming in, and they come in with half an hour to go, which is fair enough, half an hour to go. But you can't get ten seats together. You can't get five seats together. So if you're selling it as a GA, I don't think that you can. Like if it's like Eden Park, we'll take Eden Park. Let's say it's a forty-five thousand seat without the extra seats coming out. Um, you can't sell forty-five thousand seats as, with a GA configuration. You have to sell forty-three, so you know that people can still go and find seats together. No, but I mean North and South stands weren't weren't GA. It was just East and West, surely. No, no, there was no, no, no hell, no, 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 no. So you take the South stand for example. I don't yeah. know the configuration in the uh, North stand, but the South stand, there's the, the middle layer. Now that's numbered seats, mm-hmm. but the top tier and the bottom tier, there are GA portions in there as well. Oh, okay, understand. There was yeah. there was <laughs> um there was over twenty thousand GA seat tickets sold, um to to it. Okay, cool. And, yeah. That, that, yeah, that could be it. I mean, I had a, I, I I got a free ticket, so thank you um to our mate Pierre. Yeah, um, for, for that um for the free ticket. Good evening, Simon. Um, good to uh, see you on the show, and uh, good to catch up with you today in. Rotorua, where we both sat down and watched the uh, Hurricanes versus Crusaders. So yeah, nice to nice to catch up with you today. Um, but so yeah, so yeah, th- there were a few a, f- a few empty seats there in, uh, in FMG. But you say maybe it's down to configuration. I say I got a. Uh, um, I I also think that the rain put off a few people because I had five uh, I had five seats for to myself as a, right. as a as a one ticket holder. Um, yeah, but, yeah. So those yeah, ones I can yeah. even. Ex- 
Yeah, those ones would have been sorry. packed. So just it's just a matter yep. of yeah, just yeah. I'm not saying that that was indicative of the whole stand. I just got lucky that um that I smell, and so people ran away. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have a shower every now and then, Paul. <laughs> oh, not, not, not with the burn on my leg, you know. Oh, dear, that's not going to shower. Oh, yeah, um, true. <laughs> don't worry, folks. I am back showering. Don't worry. It's okay. I have, I've, just a joke. Just jokes. Just jokes. Just I've got over the flannel bath, so I'll have to do for a week. Um, so, uh, yeah, my notes, I'll admit, for that Chiefs Blues game are rather limited because every time I got my notebook out, it got drenched and fell to pieces. Um, so, <laughs> no written notes for the first game, I'm afraid. Um, the, uh, so I'm just going to go off the stats and my memory, which, um, as I say, was rather waterlogged. I mean, for showers, that was an awfully wet game. Well, that was interesting you say that because it's like, uh, yeah, it was, it was supposed to be f sort of finish, possibly showers. And it's just like, now nah, that was pouring all game, wasn't it? Mm. I it mean, was. like watching, you don't see it on TV. Um, so, yes, I had my dryer's bone that I'd rewaxed. And you could see puddles sat on my coat um, because, <laughs> because, yes, where it was nicely, nice, nice and waterproof. So thankfully, I stayed dry um, on the whole. But yeah, it was a very wet game. Um, also, folks, uh, one of the things that we're doing this year during Outer um, Super Rugby is that when we get to games, we are going live on Facebook. So last week, you, you would have seen um, Ashwin uh, pre-game, half-time, full-time, giving us up, giving you updates and atmosphere from the ground from Eden Park this week. It was my turn um, at FMG Stadium to do the exact same thing. So, folks, keep your eyes out, keep peeled, get to that Facebook page, New Zealand Sports Radio, give it a like, uh, follow it, because we will be, um, when we get to games, we'll be bringing you um, live footage from inside the ground uh, that as, um, as much as we can. Um, so this game, first half, I thought the, the the Chiefs got themselves off and got the tactics right, kicking into that right wing, getting uh, um, co competing kicks, uh, giving a Terry Black a bit of a uh, uh, a bit of a hard time there, um, and uh, yeah, really putting him under pressure. But that only seemed to last about the first quarter, and what seemed to work for them then, they went away from for the rest of the game. So I'm not quite sure what was going on. Uh, look, I think both teams were trying to play the kicking game um, and the Chiefs kicking game was, as you've alluded to, was a lot more accurate uh, to, to get into the Blues territory. Obviously, they're also piggybacking off um, quite a large penalty count, which put the Blues in the end, at the end of the first half, which will obviously come to a bit later. But um, yeah, I, I sort of thought, you know, watching the game as a Blues fan with the, my, my Blues hat on, um, you'd Although the Chiefs had a lot of territory and a lot of position, it felt like the Blues were handling them. Absolutely. And, and I think what so one of the big takeaways from this game for the Blues is going to be this stat. Tries the Chiefs zero, tries the Blues two. That zero number. Sure, the Chiefs racked up some points, um, but they didn't get across the whitewash. Even when they had, even though they had more possession and more territory all game, they couldn't yep. break down that... Um, uh, they couldn't break down that uh, uh, that Blues defence, which was which was uh, which was impressive. Now, one of the things we came into this game saying was, look, a back row of Hoskins Tutu, um, uh, Kiriwani, and Dalton Papalihi against a back row of Luke Jacobson, Luchlon Bashir, and um, I've gone blank as to the number eight that plays for the Salkula. Uh, and so Akula, that look, that blues, that blues back row should be outworked at the breakdown because they've got two big ball carriers compared to one carrier and only one fetcher in there compared to two fetchers. Um, but that wasn't uh, that wasn't what happened. What we ended up with was uh, 16 turnovers conceded by the Chiefs, only nine by the Blues. So really, the Blues did very well at that breakdown, uh, A, snaffling them, but B, also getting their cleaners in there looking after their ball. They, they did, and um, I actually think um, whilst I thought that the penalties that the Blues were um, conceded were actually correct, um, I, I thought that they actually were a bit harshly done by in the fact that that consistency didn't flow to the Chiefs. So, you know, the, the stats that you're referring to could have been even better in the Blues' favour if, if there was actually a level of um, sort of like also monitoring the Chiefs and them at the breakdown. There's two good examples in the first half, one with Lachlan Bashir himself and one with Quinton Tupia, Tupia sorry. And um, the first one was um, Lachlan Bashir got over the ball fair and square, um, not a problem. 
and the Blues didn't let go of it and therefore got penalised. The problem was there was a Chiefs player that hadn't rolled away and that allowed Lachlan Bashir to get on the ball. And the other one was when Quinton Topia won a penalty to Pia. I keep saying Topia, sorry, to Pia. Won the penalty uh, for the Chiefs. But his hands were on the ruck as he actually manoeuvres his body around the ruck, which is a no-no, right? And it's like, so that's that's the thing. So I agreed with the penalties that were given out in the fact that they were But there was elements that they still need to look at um, as the referees. And, and, and to be fair... Um, I sort of think both referees in this week's game, it was their first game. And so they'll be like the players as well, obviously um, coming up to speeds with trying to um, monitor the breakdown in, 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 in the more stringent fashion that they're wanting to. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that we thought was going to be a problem for the Chiefs was going to be the line out. Uh, in the end, they only lost two line outs um, and stole one of the Blues. The Blues lost that. So it wasn't, that wasn't as bad as we were expecting. But the... Yeah, I was going to say, sorry. Yeah, look, yeah, they may have only lost two lineouts, but the reality is, is that they were not comfortable at the lineout. And, you know, the, the classic ones these days, obviously the, the penalty kick to the corner for the rolling more five metres out. And the number of times where you could see the confidence isn't in the lineout and they overthrew a couple of times. Um, the Blues challenge and just sort of messed it up for them a couple of times. So, yep, they might have only lost two lineouts, but that doesn't mean that the lineout worked for the evening. And I think that's one of the things that line-out stats and the TV commentators go, oh, you know, they've won, the Chiefs have won five and the Blues have won four. Doesn't necessarily tell the story at line-out time, does it? No, you're right. There's a clean win and then there's a scrappy win, which doesn't give any platform. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Um, The, uh, but then the scrum, which I thought wasn't, uh, I wasn't expecting to see this, but Chiefs lost two of their own scrums. They only won four out of six. That is, yeah, an, a, a, an impressive performance by the Blues and really does show that the engine room of the Chiefs is going to be a problem for them for some time to come. And there's I, there's, there's there's no obvious fix for that either uh, as, as well. So I think that's they, they, that's going to be a struggle for, them for, the, for, for most of the rest of the season. Yep, that's right. Look, I mean, the, the fact is that they're going to get targeted up front. And um, if you... So, yeah, let's go talk about their type five. Their type five is not as strong as it needs to be. That's their problem. And they've got two rookie um, locks in there. And, you know, you got to get experience in that second row, doesn't it? Um, and then it's time. It's a time factor. That's why I was really surprised. When you look at, I mean, we, we, I'm jumping way ahead in the game. But their most successful period was when they were doing, playing catch-up football towards the end of the game. And they did it playing Chiefs rugby. I'll, I'll refer to it as Chiefs rugby. And they were using their back line and, and playing, uh, uh, keeping the ball alive. And I know it was wet weather rugby, but the reality is when the forwards was, wasn't really working for them with the forwards and bashing it up, playing wet weather rugby. And I know they talked about using the inside ball and getting the meters. And they were sort of getting the meters, but they weren't bending the defensive line as they needed to be. They needed to go to their strength, which is their back line. And when you look at their back line, Cruden, Leonard Brown, Quintapia, Tapia, <laughs> um, Leonard, Bra- um, uh, Damian McKenzie, um, Sean Stevenson, and um, I think I can't remember whether it's Wainui mm-hmm. started. What Sean Wainui yeah. started, and you got um, Solomon Alamalo coming on towards the you know off the bench as well. That is a star-studded backline, even yep. up against the Blues, right? And reality is that's what they should have been trying to use. And when you look at their forward pack that they did have. They had a lightweight back three, apart from Peter Gus, but he's still good in the loose. And you've mm-hmm. got a lightweight second row, which can get around the field quickly. So um, I, I sort of yeah. think that yeah, I think that they realised too late in the piece that their back line was still their attacking weapon, even in those conditions. Yeah, and it's the same same thing last night. Uh, sorry, not last night, um, last week Today? against Ireland. Oh, last week. Yep. Um, but again, their success came when they spun it wide mm-hmm. uh, and, and used uh, and used the players like to fire fire. Um, as his uh, as his uncle's poster um, says, um, that uh, to, to, to bend the line and then then setting free Wainui, uh, Sean Stevenson, uh, yeah, that's that's where the, that's where they were most dangerous, and that's where they should have been looking to um, looking to work uh, for yep. the blue. And, and if you look at that, I mean, seventy one meters by Sean Wainui, one hundred and twelve by Damon McKenzie, seventy uh, sorry fifty by by Tapia, um, whereas the highest for the Blues was Caleb Clark only at 45. So yeah. um, the 
uh, and actually the, the 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 Blues kicked the ball more than the uh, more than the Chiefs. Uh, I think the, the, the yeah the Blues settled into the game and controlled the game better. Probably uh, pr- particularly the, the second half, first twenty. Um, they really pinned them down there in their own half, and it wasn't done through off the back of penalties or off the back of backline play. It was basically just putting those kicks through and holding them down there and, and relying on their defence, which when you go through last week for the Blues and this week's game, it's their defence which is really sort of, I think, um, winning them the game. Yep, uh, totally agree. Yep, absolutely. The um, uh, And we talk oh – no, okay, um, I'll go through it again. Um, Satutu, 15 tackles. Uh, Papilihi, 15 tackles. Kiriwani, 14 uh, – sorry, 12 tackles. Um, and only Satutu missed one. Uh, yep. The others didn't miss any. Uh, Goodhue and Tupolotu, 10 and 14 each. Um, so, yeah, really get – actually, Parsons, who was big last week, only seven this week. He was had a much bigger week last week um, on defence. Um, maybe that's showing a bit of um, uh, a bit of their, their positioning uh, as well. And maybe looking at that – so one of the things that's, um, that I questioned when I was sat there was it looked like they were getting um, – the, in their kind of one three three one kind of formation-ish – the two ones on either on either on either side of the forwards ended up being Satutu uh, and Akiriwani, and you th- I'm thinking I want my heavy call- my big ball carriers up the middle. I don't want them out wide. Now maybe, um, yeah. Look, I, 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 it's interesting you're going down there. And I, I don't. Obviously, the Blues have had a fantastic run. You know, we're talking about five wins in a row on the road and like. Yeah. There's still massive improvements that need to happen within that team. And one of them is the the um, type forwards. I mean, you've you got you got Patrick Tupelo, which had a bar. It's awesome game, awesome game. But when I look at the two props, Tonga Farsi gets talked up big time. But when he takes the ball up, he doesn't bend the line at all. He doesn't. They talk about meters in the tackle, um, and, the, and then we talk about with um, Hoskins and Akira, obviously uh, meters in the tackle, which means that they make contact and they keep making two or three meters into it. Tonga Farsi doesn't. Tonga Farsi gets tackled on the advantage line and he stops. And as the prop forward, you want that guy to be going forward. And it's not happening. So I there's, there's, that's someone that I think within the blue setup still needs to lift and to look at what's wrong. It's obviously a little micro changes as they use in the terms that they use these days. But there's some micro changes that need to be made that looks at the likes of, yes, Parsons had good defensive game last week. But again, still, you want your that front row to be able to punch that line in the close quarters and make some meters to give you that just that little roll on. If you don't get that, then you have the 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 real cases where, especially with the um, the hardening of the laws and the interpretation of the laws and making sure that they're applied correctly, that opens you up to the defensive team coming in and being on the front foot and able to get over the ball. So I actually believe. That the Blues, the, you know, when you, obviously we're going to talk about the Crusaders game, but you're going to come up with Crusaders. You need your tight five, all of them, to make meters, not just Patrick. Yeah, and it's, just to, to back that up, so Hodgman, five carries, three meters. Parsons, six carries, four meters. Opatonga Fassi, four carries, three meters. Jack Goodhue, relatively good, three carries, five meters. At least yep. carries, it, more meters than carries. Now, I think for Jack Goodhue, what we're talking about here is is a guy who's coming through who is a good my 10 cup player who's a learning his way at super rugby and what they say is right that your job is this and do this um and that and i think that's a good role for him to play i'm not expecting him to carry him to clear and tackle and if he's doing that i'm happy with it because he's not that experienced player he's not an all black in the way that offer twangafasi is right yep. james parsons has been in the all black setup um, okay, he might have and he's a very experienced first-class player. Very, very experienced first-class, yeah, exactly. Jack Goodhue isn't. So I'm actually, of those guys, I don't mind Jack only having yep. three carries. That's That for me exactly. is absolutely fine because I think he's doing other things and he's been told to concentrate on that, do and do what he does, do what he can do at the moment well, and he'll grow into those other things over the next season or two. Um, yep. So, yes. Uh, actually, like Delson Papalier, again, he didn't carry much, but again, he's there as the first man in to clear all the time. That's that's it. That's the role they want him in. So um, we, should, we should get on to the second game now. But yes, congratulations to the Blues. Fantastic win. They uh, Maybe maybe they didn't get the try bonus point. Maybe it didn't look so dominating, but it was controlled. They controlled that second half. Controlled the game. 
I, I suppose before we before we move on, we should really talk about the Chiefs and where they need to go because they've got they've got some issues. They have, but until they get an engine room, um, until until they get a couple of props back, uh, it's um, I, I can't well, see where they're going to go. They do also need Sam came back for the um, uh, Josh Goodhue, not Jack Goodhue. Thank you for that point, Aaron. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, who's Jack Goodhue? He's, he, he exists. I know he does. I'm trying to think who he is. <laughs> there, there was sarcasm, wasn't it? The ton? That was sarcasm. What from him? Have I got the names right? From, not from you. No, from you about Jack. No, I've got. I've, 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 I don't know why. Got blank. Pardon? Jack. Jack, the Crusaders centre who plays for the All Blacks. Oh, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. So, honestly, we we do know rugby. We we've been doing a rugby show for many years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I just hide my face in shame. Um, so, the, um, we have mine. We all have mind blanks. Do, yes, it was yes, you're right. It was it is Josh Goodhue, not Jack. Why can't they give them different letters? Seriously, Harry, <laughs> think of the post that came through. How are you supposed to know whose letters whose? What a stupid art. Parents. We blame the we blame Mr. and Mrs. Goodhue. We do, absolutely. Um uh you're you're right. Um um all is revealed. Uh yeah, that the uh, Dave McKenzie put, putting a kick through when they're trying to keep hold of the ball for a uh, um uh for for, for for a try to get a try, losing bonus point was a uh, yeah, a, a, a dumb move. Um that was a brain fade from him. Yeah. <laughs> um you gotta say yeah, so, so yeah, some some question marks around the uh, game discipline there from the um, or game control uh, and yep. uh, awareness by by the Chiefs uh, and as we said, yeah and until they get that front five sorted and the, and the only way they're going to get sorted by players coming back from injury, um, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a problem. Aaron, I cannot use that that comment. Um, <laughs> the young players need to work on their first half to display this discipline. Yes. Uh, Twice now they um, they've the, now something that I've heard talked about about England is that you'll find England will always give away penalties in that first the first ten or fifteen minutes to a certain degree that's them learning where is the line that the referee is going to allow us to get to and then they stop their penalties after that I'm I'm, I'm not convinced that um, that the Blues are as disciplined as that um, but there is an element of them learning where the line is from the referee um, I think I think back. yeah. But I think there's an element of that was, um, as, as I alluded to earlier, is the fact is that there was a, the rulings against the Blues were not wrong, but there was inconsistency in the application by the referee on the night. Yep. Um, so yes, yeah, so any any other any other ideas apart from that front five for the for the Chiefs? Um, look, I, I know you mentioned about the tight five, but you've got to remember you've got. Um, Takalahi and you've got Nepo Lalala. Um, you know you got Aiden Johnston who had big raps on him as well. So the 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 and, and those guys are, as opposed to the Blues front row made meters when they carry the ball. It's just the fact that their second row is the lightweight issue, I think. And that, yeah. and that's I don't know until whether they try. You know I, I remember last year or was it this year before COVID? Um, they did play a second row full of um, back rowers, and it worked for them. Um, previously last year when they had, oh, I've forgotten the guy that gives away the yellow and red cards that's playing for the Highlanders now. Um, I can see, I see his face, but I can't yeah. remember. Anyway, last year he was, he's a back rower, but last year they used him in the lock roll um, because they lost their locks last year as well. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. as Alex says, the Chiefs are actually, I, I, although we're having a go at their tight five, I actually think that the Chiefs are more, got more capability there. Than they're actually performing with, so to speak. Yeah, Aaron. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I do think that uh, the Bowden's getting a bit of an easy ride at the moment. I do think he is making some errors in game management from from fifteen. Um, I'll agree with that one. Um, I saw that last week as well, where he seemed to take the ball up and get turned over a couple of times when he shouldn't. When, when just he just making the wrong call. Just making the wrong call in terms of, oh yeah, I've got to do something. No, you don't. Just because yeah. you're Bowden Barrett, you don't. Just just take the obvious option. And just um, yeah, last night was a couple of times he um, got it down a wing, and instead of there should there should have been because of the kick that the Chiefs had put in, there should have been space behind, and he should have actually put the ball into that space. And instead, he tried to take it up and beat the line, and he didn't, and put the yeah. team under pressure. 
Absolutely. Um, so moving on to the second game then, uh, we had a second away win, Hurricanes 25, Crusaders 39. Um, now this one was all tied at 25 all at 62 minutes. Uh, and I'll be honest, I was surprised by that. Because um, the first half, for me, the Crusaders looked to be cruising uh, and this one looked like it was just going to disappear into the distance. The Crusaders were cruising that whole game. Um, yeah. Basically, you know, from the time that they scored in like the 50th second of the game, it was basically, oh, here we go. And oh, and the Kings did well to, to keep in touch, but it never felt like the Crusaders were going to lose the game. Um, if anything, you have the Canes are starting to look like the Blues of old and um, taking poor options instead of just taking the sensible option and trying miracles, etc. You know, the game, the, the, the situation that lost them the game was trying to throw a miracle ball in five metres away from your own line crazy stuff yeah uh it's it was crazy stuff I, but, but i think they probably lost it before then um yep. which was during oh, the yellow yeah. card right yep the yellow card period um really dumb tripping of sam kane um which which gave gave the uh get which gave an easy penalty to the crusaders and the crusaders then just saw out the rest of that yellow card uh and it finished three all during the yellow card yeah, that, that, that yellow card period of Sam Whitelock. Um, Sam, um, so um, that um, Vi Fafita tripped. And he actually tripped. And it's lucky that the ref actually thought it was just obstruction. Otherwise, tripping is actually can be a red card offence. Would have been a yellow card for sure in that instance anyway. Um, so the fact that the ref thought it was just uh, obstruction, he got away with one there. And I can't remember. I, I remember trying to make a mental note of it at the time. After Vi Fafita did that stupid move, then somebody else did something equally stupid straight after that because that penalty was at the inside the um, Crusaders' 40, uh, half, at about yep. the 40-metre line. And then there was another penalty that was given away at about the 10-metre line inside the Canes' half. Um, and it was equally stupid as well. And it's just like, and that's the sort of thing that I was sort of thinking is that, you know, crazily enough, the Canes kept themselves in the game and they could have pinched it, right? You never know, bounce of the ball, all that sort of stuff. They went and did stupid things that took the game out of their hands. And what's actually surprises me is actually, as you say, the stupid things were those, they, they were trying crazy offloads at times, and yet they offloaded less than the Crusaders did. But the yeah. Crusaders, when they offloaded, knew that they got front football, therefore the, there wasn't going to be a guy behind them to steal it, uh, and they knew there would be one of their guys coming through to pick it up. Yep. Um, it's about when you offload. Um, there were some times that it, when it came off the Hurricanes, it looked fantastic. But there were times also when it didn't, and they just gave up a try. So it cost them more than it won them. The the other thing is that I think the um I mean I don't know what's what's happened in terms of was Jason Holland actually the coach at the beginning of the year? Yes. So because uh, I don't know the, the coach to me the team selections all wrong. Um, you saw tonight with Chase Tiatia. Look, he's got some magical skills. But he's a liability. He's a That's massive right. liability. Hurricanes coaching situation was whoever the head coach was, uh, Plumtree. Yep. Um, got uh, is he is he is he with the All Blacks or is he with oh, the um, right? Yep. So it was a very late change. Yeah. Um, during preseason. That, okay. So, so, but Plumtree's still in the. I, I do hear him getting mentioned within their coaching setup. That's what really confused me. So obviously Jason Holland's taken over the head role, and Plumtree's got a. See, it's sort of like an assistance role in the background, or in the all-black advisory, advisory yeah. thing, kind of thing. Maybe I don't know. But uh, anyway, but yeah. anyway, look. I mean, but just coming back, you know, Cobus Vies. Um, look, he was one of the form players before COVID nineteen um, lockdown. All that, you know, everything happened, right? Mm -hmm. And the dude's coming off the bench. Is he injured? I don't think so. The, no, the guy was hot. The guy was hot. With him on the right wing. Hooson. Yeah, yep. and it's, it, I'm sorry, that's a mistake. The guy was hot. And um, today you saw that they needed somebody that could break the Crusaders, and I think that uh, Vice Vice would have been uh, that man. Yep. Um, the, again, another area that we thought would be a, would be a problem is, is line-outs, as the Hurricanes' line-out fell to pieces last week. Um, they lost three. Then the Crusaders lost five of their line-outs. Um, not sure what was going on. Uh, going on there, but yeah, a bit of an uncharacteristic of the Crusaders uh, to be that uh, that that to, to to get one of your core pieces not working. 
Um, I mean, I've got noted down here that at um, 35 minutes, it was two penalties to the high, to the Hurricanes and 10 to the Crusaders. It finished it up, finished up 12-14. So the Crusaders went from 10 penalties given up in the first 34 minutes to only four for the remaining 46 minutes, um, which which shows you that uh, how the Crusaders tightened things up um, in that second half. And one of those was clearly Goodhue's yellow card. Um, one of those four. So, yeah, most of that second half, they only gave up like one, like, like, like one penalty every ten minutes, which is which is phenomenal. Um, I think really. that also, I think that also shows though. Um, uh, obviously, not giving away the penalties in defence, but um, the way that the Hurricanes kept themselves in the game a bit more too, um, and, and so kept the game. Away, and yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it just sort of, it just felt like the they did the Canes look like when they first came out, they were starting to get a bit of a roll on and the like, and, and, but they seemed to just lose all um, composure and shape. And uh, then the Crusaders started to come, come back on top. And I, I think one thing that's generally happening, the blues aside, um, most teams when they've got the ball, aren't giving away penalties. Yep. Uh, and it's true. Yeah. So that means the, the Crusaders had, had le much less possession territory in that first half, which is part of it. Um, the okay, a topic here that we went over last week, so I'm not sure we'll spend too long on it. TJ needs his captaincy stripped, absolutely. TJ needs to learn to button it during games. Um, um I, yeah, I 100% agree with that, but that's off the back of last week and a bit of this week. But I actually thought that he did keep his composure a bit more this week. But mm -hmm. I, you can't help but think if your blood's boiling inside the game, you can't play your game, right? You yeah. know, any sport, right. If you lose the, if you get angry internally, you start making poor decisions and you do, you're right. You know what I mean? And um, I, I think the problem is that he needs to go to, you know, a bit of Jack Nicholson's anger management course or something, you know, to, um, to, to learn how to deal with anger because he's got an anger management problem. If he's getting that worked up and he's having arguments with the referee, it's got to affect his game. Yep. And it's, uh, it's, now, if it's something, if 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 he was playing like in, in a prop or a forward position, I wouldn't mind it so much as his job is to bash people and you want someone to be angry. But he's not. He's in a decision-making role, yep. which needs to be calm to make the right decisions. So yes, I say yeah. Prop, props, um, locks. Yes, you want and a bit of controlled anger in the in the type controlled five. Anger. Controlled anger. Controlled anger. And also the loose as well. Any, any any of the forwards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so because of that. Um, there is one area that I think the the, the the Crusaders are behind everybody else on. And clearly, this is how we should be scoring uh, Super Rugby 8 row this year. Not with points, not with wins and losses, but with how many drop goals you've taken. So far, <laughs> the Crusaders have not actually scored a drop goal. Um, and that has got to be to their detriment. Rich Moanga, you are slacking. Yeah. Hey, actually, on a serious note, obviously, there's been a, quite a bit of conversation around the drop kicks. Do you think that New Zealand rugby have actually um, seen, you know, obviously they would have had a review after the World Cup. And is it possibly an outcome of that? We need to do away with this mentality that we don't take drop kicks. And maybe that's something that's come through um, through the through the teams. I mean, I, I know that they've been practicing, obviously, for Golden Point extra time as well. I think it's more that. Yeah. Yeah. Because we didn't, I, I don't remember seeing this. I'll, I'll rephrase it. There have not been this many drop kicks during the first rounds of Super Rugby before lockdown from this from the um, from the Kiwi sides, right? So you could probably, yeah, you could probably do a sarcastic line and saying there hasn't been Kiwi sides haven't done this many drop kicks in the entire editions of Super Rugby ever combined. <laughs> 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 Thank God for having to go away and learn. It's kind of like, a, what's the drop kick that people speak of? There's more drop kicks in the first four games than I've done in my entire career. Um. Hey, look, coming, I, I think, you know, I mean, coming back to the game, Will Jordan, we have to talk about Will Jordan, don't we? Yeah, you can. Go on. I, I was just sort of thinking, uh, look, he, to me, I mean, apart from the fact that the Crusaders look comfortable, he was the difference between the sides. His, his aerial work in particular, um, was secure as you know, as they commented on the um, TV, but it was really obvious anyway. Is that when he was taking the ball, he was taking the ball in the air with forward momentum. So when he was landing, he was actually breaking the line. 
and he actually set up um, Jack Goodhue's try under the sticks um, with taking that uh, ball in the air sort of thing and then going forward, if I remember rightly. Or did I get that wrong? But anyway, but he made the break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think actually we've seen, we've not seen much of that this in the opening games, right? Is, yeah. is that um, is people taking that ball with that momentum that you're talking about. Um, now, whether that's people have got the, uh, have been getting better lengths and have been better chasers, I don't know, or whether players are just getting, them in the, getting themselves in the wrong place. Um, but, um, but yes, uh, yeah, a great skill to have. Uh, and um, he definitely got himself involved in the game. 13 runs more than anybody else uh, in this game. Um, and unsurprisingly, the most metres as well. But uh, five defenders beaten, one, one clean break, led to the try, as you say. Uh, yeah, having had a very good game there uh, in um, in that. Uh, yeah, i seen a lot of people on Twitter were going, uh, yeah, he's he's a, 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 well, future all back kind of comments um, along this sort of thing is, is, is how good is he um, there. Uh, I'll be honest, I, I was, wasn't, um, I was watching in a pub, so maybe slightly distracted. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I didn't, didn't stand out that, that big for me. But yes, with a few, with a beer. Um, <laughs> I was more seeing dumb, dumb penalties is what I was spotting. Um, along oh, this. Look, plenty, plenty of dumb penalties. And um, I, I, that's that's the thing is that, you know, what we're trying to with the interpretation of the law book and being and ruling to the law book is that, you know, the, the players, whether it was in Saturday night's game or today's game, they need to stop giving away dumb penalties, you know. Um, we, you know, my Tonga Fasi and um, got penalised in the Blues Chiefs game when he was trying to roll north south instead of basically extricate himself going east west. And it's just like, and then he was going, "Oh, I was trying to get out, dude." It's been <laughs> stated. Everybody should know you're a professional player. Don't roll north south. You have to roll out east west. Uh, you know, it's, uh, sorry, guys. You're professional rugby players. Uh, you need to learn these basics. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another player that I was happy to see back, David Habili. Uh, he came on and played well. Uh, um, so great to see him back after his bowel operation. So uh, yeah, very happy um, to de- to see that. Uh, quite how he managed to stroll over untouched from five meters out uh, is wow. Um, it's the and- um, that last try that they scored. That's the last try. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah. there's hitting a good line, and <laughs> and then there's the, um, the the seas passing for you for for, for you um, as you cross the Red Sea. Um, yeah, it was like a guy in white robes came along and used his arms to just cast everybody aside, so that the, David Lilly could go through. <laughs> because the guys on the again on the TV commentary, that was like, oh look, he's he's running out inside outside inside line. Barely, if he did, <laughs> <laughs> he basically was to the side of Ben May. Just Gave him a handshake on the way through. Said, Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, dear. What, just stuck the uh, stuck the $20 into his back pocket to say thank you to the guys. He, he, oh, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Don't go down that line, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, I mean, again, strong performance from David Havili coming back, as he said, first game back after quite a serious operation. Um, and to, to come back and put on a performance like that was, yeah, was was out of the box. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Alex, says, um, the Crusaders' whole back line had good games. Yep, um, maybe apart from Goodhue getting yellow carded. Um, they gave up three penalties as well. So, yeah, Jack needs to um, admit, look, it was, it was a repeat one. It wasn't a, a, a particularly egregious yellow card. Um, well, it's a team, to... it was a team yellow card as well at that. I mean, like, yeah, although he may have given away three he also gave it three himself. Yeah, is... yeah, no, but what I'm saying is that the actual yellow card that he got in the end was for basically the number of team offences, particularly in the in the red zone. Yeah, and, people then, podcast, and, I didn't that, and in that first thirty minutes, while it was still a game, you could see the Crusaders were being the Crusaders going. You can have as many shots at three as you like, yeah, but you're not having a five or a seven because we're just going yeah. To look, you... in, in they I... didn't give up silly penalties on the whole. They gave up tactical penalties. Yeah. That's it. And, and the thing is that I think um, I was sort of, you know, as you do, you talk to the TV and say, dude, no, you can't keep going for threes. You're not going to beat the Crusaders scoring threes. You have to score tries against the Crusaders. Unless you're the Sharks, in which case you can draw with threes. 
<laughs> well, student win. Didn't win through. You're not going to beat the Crusaders with threes. <laughs> oh, dear me. So, yes, um, got to say then, look, two teams looking really good so far, which are the um, Crusaders and the Blues. Um, the Chiefs, who we thought were going to be sort of uh, uh, a challenger for this competition, looking well short um, and nothing like the Hurricanes, who I thought had been overperforming before lockdown, um, perhaps performing to their potential now, and uh, and and, uh, and 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 probably a couple of key players again. Ardu Surveyor, not fully fit, not back up to match speed yet, but he did play the full eighty, uh, which was good. To- so you have to wonder whether they should be playing Ardy. Um, you know, reality is uh, okay. So just talk about the back, well, the Cranes back row. I don't believe Artie should be playing. He doesn't look like he is match fit or ready to be on that field. It's That's not Artie Savia playing out there, you know, that Artie Savia that we do know. Uh, and Duplessis Karifi, um, the new rules. It's, everybody raved about Duplessis Karifi before COVID and because he got so many turn, turnovers. The problem with those turnovers was that he was going in illegally into those rucks and malls. He knows that he can't now. And that's why you can see he's basically in two weeks in a row, his game has been nullified and he really hasn't been a presence on the park at all. But uh, even, even pre pre lockdown, pre COVID, he was always a guy who you, yes, he's going to get turnovers, but he's also going to give up penalties. He's playing absolutely on Well, slightly beyond that edge. Um, And he hadn't quite got it. Hadn't quite got it reined back to be just on the edge. He was always just slightly over at super rugby level. At minor 10 cup level, um, he plays right on the edge really well. But at, 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 um, at super, where everything's just a bit quicker, everyone's just a bit better, um, he hadn't quite got that line quite right, I don't think. Just digressing onto another point, sorry, things keep popping into my head. I think this game also shows the difference. Like, if you want to beat the Crusaders, one thing the Crusaders do, and, you know, everybody knows this, and yet I don't understand why other teams don't adopt this there's a factor that if you're on the ground, you're out of the game, right? So you don't want to be out of the game. You want to be in the game. So get on your feet. Get in a position that you can do something. And you looked at the Wellington, the the Canes, sorry, not Wellington, the Canes. There was a break that was made. And in the replay, when they showed the break, you see all these forwards in the background, in the distance. And you th- and the, the 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 move was down the right wing right wing and it was a good move but they ran out of players to pass to and in the in the replay shot you see all their forwards hanging back just jogging or trotting along and it's just like no if that's the Crusaders they want to put themselves in a position where they can help and their first try is a fantastic example of that because they made the break it was inside passes and outside passes and it was backs and forwards. So if you you if you want to look at the end of the, the Crusaders have got two arms, two legs, just like every other team does, and although we they've got fantastic systems, and obviously that they work for each other, and I think that's the key thing and the difference in the way that they play versus other teams play, and you're starting to see the Blues starting to do it. There's the fact is that you've got to play for the guy next to you. You've got to get up. There's no point lying around on the ground saying, "Oh yeah, my mate will get it. I'll just get to the next one." No, no, you want to be at every breakdown. This 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 Hurricanes pack, right, is not a heavyweight, we're going to beat you up pack. We're looking Never at has been. Karifi, um, Princip, Fafita is one of your locks. You've got Dane Coles in there as well. You've got five highly mobile, fast forwards, not power forwards. I mean, look, Arnie Sevea is powerful as well. Don't get me wrong about that. But, he, but he's, he, um, They're not traditional power forwards. Not, They're, they're wide-ranging ones. Yeah. So all those five should be... Uh, um, uh, yeah, you, you should have at there. least one or two there whenever you make a break because they've yep. got um, they've got those uh, um, they've got those um, yeah uh, um, um, all his reveal goes yeah the Crusaders um, just had this illusion of being faster compared to the other franchises look if you get up first quicker um, then you're gonna you're gonna look faster running because you've taken two steps before the next person has absolutely that's it yeah. and you know, um, no, we'll come back, I'll yeah. come back to the I'll come back to the coaches. We just talked about the forwards and we talked about Via for feet and lock. You got Scott Scrafton on the bench. The the, the dude's a workhorse. The, you know, I was really disappointed when he lost left the blues because 
unfortunately he got injured and so he had a bit of time out and the like but the fact is that i actually have um uh, you know a bit of time for scott scrafton i think he's a great workhorse he gets in there and he does the hard yards you got the dude sitting on the bench that's crazy and you know when you need grunt and he'll give you grunt yeah he's not a star he's not a star don't get me wrong he's not a star but he's a good honest workhorse and this comes back to selection issues isn't it well look you need weight in those row for feature i love i love the feature as a six i just don't rate him as a five um yep. and that's um uh, i think for feature as a six is uh look when he when he's got his work rate up he's an all black absolutely um Did to me so um i'd much you can rather play for feeder. you can play for feeder for the last 20 years a lock you know, you, with with your subs coming on and that sort of thing, you do yeah. that, but not starting no, is just crazy. When you've yeah. got a fit lock, I mean, if you like the Chiefs and you've all your locks are uh, in the infirmary, then you're basically, you know, then you're starting to look at okay, we have to chuck Fafita in there, but not when you've got one on the bench. Well, they did that. I mean, they had Adam Thompson on the bench, right? And they didn't start him quite rightly. Um, <laughs> yeah, <Jeff. laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. Cool. Um, any final points or? Uh, um, look, I, already? I think that's no. That, I think that's about it. I, I, I just I want to talk about the te- television coverage a little bit before we head off. Sure. Um, I, I, I'm disappointed with our television coverage. It's people are conf- you know like we know the rules that they're trying to enforce. Um, their existing rules. It didn't help when reporters all over, whether it was print or um, video, you know, on TV, were talking about the new rules. They're not new rules. They're existing rules. They're actually just applying them. And so you've got a lot of people out there, the majority of people are confused about, well, these new rules. Well, they're not new rules. But we're not getting replays of when the penalty's happening. And it's just like, as a fan, you want to see a replay to see what happened and why the penalty was given away. And it's just like, we're not getting the replays. And it is the most frustrating thing to watch. So if, if me, as somebody that understands the game better, hopefully, although I make faux pas on this show, um, you know, wants to see a replay to see what happened, just imagine someone who does, thinks that they are new rules or doesn't quite understand what's going on. They need to see the replays and those commentators to explain what happened in that scenario and why the penalty was given away. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, you watch it, I mean, I've just been, you know, six months now, but seen sports coverage in America where the you know they they do that they do an explanation of what went on and I know we go on oh there's not enough time in rugby do I think there is enough time in the rugby to actually just give a brief do a quick replay and if you don't you can do the picture inset picture picture inset <laughs> that um can you know keep the live game showing while you're going through the replay so yeah I'd love to see the sky sky needs to lift their game in terms of the broadcast um, they do, um, and yeah, also they need to um, uh, the, the the media. Right, we came up to the up to the first game. We suddenly had a, a media that was being positive about rugby, and even sort of up through the halfway last week, I can already see them reverting to type this week, going or oh, number of penalties or oh, this, that, and the other. Guys, stop moaning about things. You've only just got rugby back. Find something positive to say, or shut up. Because on the oh. whole, it's positive. There's, 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 there's positive stuff to talk about for at the moment. Um, it's not in a dire, but it's not in a dire state where we have to criticize. Do do what I just said. Just do what I said. Make like you know, if you if you have to, if you have to do the negativity thing, do a video of say an explanation of what happened and why that ruling was. And if you feel that it was oh, there's a poor decision, explain why it was a poor decision. So it's based on rather than just ranting about you know, oh, the number of penalties or whatever. Or this is like, hey, look, we'll make it make it a thing. It's just like, look, these players are making the same mistakes again and then again and again, and the referee has no option but to blow it up. And, you know, there's, there's ways to do it. But, geez, I don't know. This, I'm sorry, as I said, I'm still just stuck on the fact that Sky's coverage is disappointing for me at the moment. Yep, yep. Um, Aaron... Quite right, you love it because what I say is the truth and what is the best, and I am I'm always right. So uh, loving, loving <laughs> the time there, and it's the British uh, Raj. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thank you, Raj Arthurin, for joining me this evening. Um, 
On there, yes, Alex, you're right. Um, the media just want to write clickbait. So you know what you need to do, folks? You need to support people who are not writing clickbait. And that is right here, which is at New Zealand Sports Radio. So please share the show with your friends. Let people know about us um, and that we exist. Get it out there. Um, also, uh, would be fantastic if you could download the podcast. Um, it's out there on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Acast, all your favorite podcasting places. In all honesty, it's downloads of the podcast that are going to make this station viable. So get that out there. Get listening to podcasts. They're a wonderful thing. Um, and tell all your mates about it, please. Uh, it has uh, been another edition brought to you by New Zealand Sports Radio, talking about Super Rugby Aotearoa round three. Two, two. We've got round three to come. Oh, ding, ding. I nearly, so I nearly had it so good. 